Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today is a good day. Every day is an awesome day, but Friday, the Friday before the Kentucky Derby might be even better. He's Rudensic. I'm your host, Sarah Perlman. Welcome into Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Coming up, it is a huge weekend for betters. PointsBet head trader Jay Croucher going to jump on the show and tell us what the book is expecting to take action uh, with game threes in the NBA playoffs and over the weekend. And UFC 274 has a loaded card. Ike Feldman, he's here to break down how to attack the title back tomorrow night and you want our edge of the day we have that and a lot more coming up here on bet the edge powered by points bet it's the hot for me drew (laughs) what the hell is going on friday before the kentucky derby you're bringing all the energy i need well friday before the kentucky derby has an official name uh this is the kentucky oaks day today and as as is tradition we're wearing pink um and as is tradition i have my hat on i know i know that uh you know you've been moving around a lot you're between haberdashers you're between milliners and so you know you're you're still waiting for your your fascinator to show up but i i have faith that it'll it'll get there in time for derby day my fascinator Um, got lost in the mail it's not here for the kentucky oaks it will be here for the kentucky derby tomorrow yes close call um but no ultimately the the fans fair in the scene and the crowd yesterday at the track was unbelievable there they had to be at like seventy five thousand people there and you know my experience the california experience of going to a track is literally like sauntering at like two in the afternoon there's been a lined up at the gates from like 8 a.m to get in at 11 a.m uh and then once they were in it was just a, an absolute scene the the, co- the 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 fanfare the costumes the crowd it was all absolutely incredible uh, just quite an experience. Looking forward to doing it all again next year. So, um, yeah, the, uh, the the Oaks goes off today. The field is absolutely stacked. We talked to some experts, and they were all mm-hmm. kind of in unison and not blowing smoke. This is going to be one what of the What is your Oaks. bet for the Kentucky Oaks that's coming up at 1 p.m. today? I'm against the grain with a lot of the experts we talked I'm to. I'm asking because I haven't placed any bets on the Oaks, just the Derby. And right when the show ends, I'm getting in. Yeah, bet. we're going Kathleen O. We're going okay. Kathleen O. Let's go. Uh, you know, it, and this was a tough one because, like, you saw, I saw the horses all training. Right. She's not super impressive, you know, compared to some of the other, uh, oh, you know, Phillies, Phillies that are out there. But I, I watched her prep races and she was winning easily without really even being asked, right? Like, you can tell when the jockey is like using every last, like, allowable, uh, you know, whip to get 100%. the most of possible out of a horse. Kathleen O, she was breezing. And she was winning. So she still has a ton, a ton left in the tank. 
Uh, we have not seen her run her best race. And the, even though this is a very, um, you know, a very, very good field, there's really only one other early speed horse in this race. Um, and so I think, you know, uh, you girl uh, is probably going to take the lead, push Catherine O out there, and then Catherine O is just going to gobble her up, uh, you know, around the last turn. And uh, I honestly think could potentially win this one by margin um, for my money. Kathleen O is seven to um, two on the morning line. Much as they say in horse racing, I think she's going to be much the best in this race. Well, I'll be getting involved as soon as we hop off our live show. Um, let's talk about the Kentucky Derby. So I've placed a few wagers. I personally use TVG, and you can find those Those are not fixed odds, so those are going to move by tomorrow. Got a little trifecta box situation going on. I'll tell you my place, and then I'll be curious to hear yours. You got me in on Taba. Um, I think yeah. for sure making my card, uh, I think that'll be in the, in the top three here. You talked about Medina Spirit. You bet Medina Spirit last year. This is a Bob Baffert horse, depending how you look at it. Um, and same with Messier, and that's why those two are in my trifecta box, my kind of long shot, and we talked about Smile Happy. Charge yeah. it. I like Charge It instead. I'm going to go Ooh, with my okay. long shot around 20 to 1. Um, a Todd Fletcher horse, he had a lot of good races. I think he's 2-0, I want to say, or he finished second in the Florida Derby, if I remember correctly. I've seen a lot of positive uh, momentum moving towards Charge It. So those are my three horses in a trifecta box. But trust me, I'll have about 10 sure. more plays for the Derby tomorrow. <laughs> what are yours? Well, so to give you a little, uh, a little bit of shine for Charge It, um, that was a very popular horse among like the horse people purists because charge it's running style is just beautiful. Uh, every, like the common, uh, you know, the common, uh, note that everybody gave us about charge. It looks like, looks like he's running on clouds, like he's floating. And it's there. only his third um, race, I believe. Yeah. So. Very, 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 very yeah. impressive. Beautiful horse, enough early speed that I think he's going to be on or near the pace, which is the key. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, that, that one, that one makes total sense to me. Um, I'm sticking with, uh, the California horse, the, the California contingent, I think is still, uh, the best duo in this race, Messier and Taba are a class above. I give them a lot of credit for the speed we saw that they put out on on film on on form for uh, the Santa Anita Derby. And again, you know, Messier. If I had to only choose one, it's going to be Messier. But uh, you know, Taba is an absolute threat. The only horse that I think can beat Messier in this field is Taba, basically. So if you're playing the uh, the multi, you know, if you're if you're putting together a sequence and you're you're going to attack the pick five, for instance, mm -hmm. um, I don't mind taking Messier and Taba. If you're going to do the Oaks Derby double, uh, Kathleen O in the Oaks along with Messier and Taba in the Derby makes a ton of sense to me. Um, you mentioned that they're you mentioned that they're Baffert horses in yeah, spirit not, only, but not really only. like. That, you know, that's an interesting wrinkle. So Baffert, of course, suspended. Uh, he sent ships his horses to Tim Yakteen, his former um, protege. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot, but all, but basically the entire team, the groomers, the trainers, everybody that uh, is part of sort of the Baffert enterprise, um, you know, the A team is around there with Messier. Um, and then uh, effectively the B team came with Taba. Taba, you know, is, is, is an interesting um, handicap in a lot of ways. Second, only two races, uh, a, a, mm -hmm. a tremendous unknown, um, but pretty clearly put together the single most impressive performance. So uh, tough to say the the um, horse racing terminology that uh, I can bring though. Taba was fully cranked for the Santa Anita Derby, ran his best possible race. 
Messier was not fully cranked for that race. He didn't need to win to qualify. And for that reason, a lot of people think he's got one extra gear. Um, I think Messier wins this either wire to wire or he's leading for like seven eighths of the race and maybe Tabor runs him down. Um, but this is a two horse race the way I look at it right now. And uh, honestly, I think if you like Taba, try to find a price in the and fixed do. odds market because I don't right. think, you know, the, the morning line number that they put on that horse, 12 to 1, was a bad, bad morning line. No way in the world Taba goes off 12 to 1. That's going to be like 7 to 1 maybe, maybe third choice ultimately. Uh, a lot of buzz around that horse. So, um, yeah, and Messier similarly, 8 to 1 on the morning line. Mm-hmm. I got a little bit involved at uh, 10 to 1 in the offshore fixed odds space, and uh, I think that's still a fair play if you can find that price. I, I, I think Messier is going to go off at 8 to 1, and that'll be pretty nice in the pair mutual pool. Right. Messier, by the way, finished first or second in all of his six starts. So I'm looking out for him. You got me on Tabor earlier in the week. So excited for the Oaks today coming up 1 p.m. Eastern and then coverage of the Derby uh, tomorrow. And of course, tomorrow night is the race. Now, a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet, Go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands by predicting what will happen in the NBA playoffs, Premier League on the PGA Tour, and NASCAR circuit. Let's break down where the action is for this weekend. And for that, we have our guy, Jay Croucher, the head trader over at PointsBet Sportsbook, joining us live now. Jay, happy Friday. How are we doing? Doing good. Yeah, lots, uh, lots happening at the moment. So looking forward to breaking it all down. Now, before we spin it forward to the weekend, I'm curious, last night, crazy Mets-Phillies game. The Mets come back in unique fashion. They were plus uh, 1,675, plus 1,675 in the seventh inning because they were down. They scored seven runs in the ninth inning against Philadelphia. What was the action like overall in that game? Were you taking live bets? Yeah, not that much action on the Mets. I mean, we turned <laughs> off the we turned off the money line after the seventh inning because why would we offer it? The game was done. Uh, but if if we were offering it, looking at the win probability stats and everything, uh, the Phillies were ninety nine point eight percent to win that game in the top of the ninth inning, uh, which is basically the Mets were. 500 to one true price so an impressive loss by the Phillies feels like it's been a decade since they've had a decent bullpen uh so yeah rough start to the season for them and meanwhile the Mets train just keeps on rolling then our sub even money to win the NL East I'm sure that they'll mess it up somehow but uh right now they look like the the class of the division Oh, fascinating. That will create some value on some team. I just got to figure out who it is. Leaning Braves right now. But, uh, you know, I, I, if the Mets hold on and win that one wire to wire, that will be the real upset of the MLB season, I think. Um, it, it is a uh, massive, massive sports betting weekend. And honestly, like right on the heels of like one of the craziest weeks last week with the draft going on at the same time as all those game sixes, like this is uh, tough to keep juggle all of these sports. I'm sure your team is, is feeling that a little bit. Um, you know, what are, you know, what are some of the big ones that you have uh, kind of close eye on in terms of handle and, ac- and action coming up for uh, Cinco de Mayo first Saturday in May? Yeah. Well, huge Premier League weekend. That's one of the big focuses mm-hmm. uh, with my beloved Gunners uh, looking to lock up a top four spot. Now they're minus 225 to finish in the top four. So I'm sure they'll mess that up somehow as well. Uh, but they're minus 240 against Leeds playing at the Emirates. So hopefully they take care of business there. But the bigger game in a way for Arsenal is uh, one that they're not playing in, which is Liverpool 
hosting Tottenham at Anfield. Uh, Tottenham are the threat to unseat the Gunners in the top four. Uh, so Liverpool are minus 230 there. Obviously, they need to win to be able to, to keep their title hopes alive. At the same time, it is a little bit dicey as an Arsenal fan just because, you know, Liverpool coming off that that huge Champions League game at La Ceramica against Villarreal. Maybe they're a little bit tired. Uh, and also Tottenham, who I'm not sure are even that good, but they have a good record in these big games. I think because they struggle to break down the bad teams because they don't have any midfielders. But when you get Son and Kane and Kulisevsky playing on the break, as I'm sure they will be against Liverpool, certainly they're a threat to score. So, yeah, a little, little nervy as an Arsenal fan. You would think that... Us playing home to Leeds and uh, Tottenham having to go to Anfield would be a, a good situation, and it is. But at the same time, it's definitely no lock that uh, it's an Arsenal win and a Tottenham loss. Oh man, look at you breaking down the uh, this, the footy. Uh, this is fantastic. <laughs> well, so okay, what was the more impressive uh, collapse? Was it the Phillies losing to the Mets, or was it uh, Manchester City playing their way out of the Champions League final? Well, I mean, by the odds, it's it's probably the Phillies, but I think. <laughs> Uh, Real Madrid were 80 to 1 to win that game in, in regulation. So, again, it's not like 500 to 1, but uh, yeah, Pep Guardiola, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's activated the curse with the Champions League. So, just can't seem to get it done. So, it's an incredible sports weekend. Obviously, we're talking about soccer, but now as we transition to tonight and, and this weekend in the NBA, this is kind of a two part question because you handicapped the NBA as well as, as setting these lines and watching the money come in over at points bet. I love this Heat team, and it's not only because I'm from there. I've liked backing them in this series, and then tonight they're laying three. They opened as dogs because Joel Embiid's status was unknown. He's listed as out. Now it's maybe we'll see game time decision. I don't think he goes, and that's kind of what Drew and I were talking about before we hopped on the show. But nonetheless, Heat laying three on the road, 76ers. They're up 2 nothing on this series. Where is the money coming in on this? Are people a little bit hesitant waiting for the status of Joel? And where would you place a bet in this game if I asked you? I would bet on the sixes, uh, plus three. It's a huge Ooh. adjustment. It's a huge adjustment from the previous game where it was plus seven and a half. You would think that with home court flipping, the game should be about pick. And maybe the, the sixes, their rating goes down because again, they didn't look great. And then the main thing for Miami is that there's a good chance that Kyle Lowry plays and, and he's worth a couple of points to the spread. But, you know, I don't think Embiid will go either, but there is a chance that he'll go. Uh, so that has to be baked in a little bit, but just no one wants to back the Sixers team. All the money's on Miami just with, they're just a professional team. They're just locked in. They make all the right decisions. They're incredibly well coached and they finally got the threes to go down last game. But mm -hmm. yeah, I wouldn't write off the Sixers team. And for all the, I guess, anxiety and disdain around James Harden, I don't think he's played that badly. They're sending two guys at him on every play and he's making the right passes. He looked better going to the rim last game. I mean, people are talking about James Harden so he's me on the court. He's like <laughs> he's still an excellent offensive player. And I think the scary thing for the Sixers is that they were so light defensively that he was actually the primary assignment on Jimmy Butler defending him for a time in game two. And then he was guarding Tyler Hero as well. And that was not... They weren't hunting harder on switches. That was just the Sixers, their best defensive matchup. So it's tough out there for James. Uh, and he hasn't covered himself in glory. But at the same time, he's still a very, very good player and wouldn't write the Sixers off tonight. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know what else you can ask of him. 
at this point and considering what he, you know, you know, what he has in the tank. Um, it is funny though, that, uh, we spent a lot of time. Can James Harden get a steal a win without him beat out there? But ultimately, I mean, Tyreek, you know, Tyrese Maxey has been sort of yeah. the focal point of the offense and, um, you know, he's still got the young legs. He still has the energy. So I, I don't know. I think he's probably the more important, uh, kind of offensive engine, at least. In, and I'll just be honest but... saying that I did write the Sixers off for tonight. So <laughs> we will let that be known by the way. Okay. Like we got a little head to head between CJ. Well, I, like I love going against um, the book. It's so fun. It's very profitable over the years. Yeah. So, um, Suns and four J. Uh, Suns in five. I think uh, <laughs> Dallas will steal one of these games. But yeah, this doesn't doesn't feel like a long series. This Phoenix team. I mean, their offense is just a cheat code. Uh, shooting sixty two percent on mid ranges in the playoffs, and that's that's unsustainable. But at the same time, Chris Paul shot. 55% this season on on non-paint twos. So this is what they do. They're just they're so impenetrable defensively as well. They don't really have weak links. And Luka Doncic is just, I mean, the way they hunted him so mercilessly in that last game, it's just going to be so hard for Dallas to be able to win multiple games in this series when just so much falls on Luka. And this Phoenix team is just such a juggernaut and well-oiled machine at the moment. I think that... Yeah, at this point, the West is theirs to lose. And I think Dallas are going to be – Dallas will do well to get this to six games, I think. Home court advantage obviously proving something, and we'll see how this Dallas game plays out. What about the Celtics and box? Seeing a little bit of money coming in on Boston, shooting a little bit of high variance between game to game in the first two. What do you think about this line, um, Bucks celtics yeah, I think the Celtics, they corrected a lot of the stuff from game one. Uh, obviously, they're not going to make every single shot like they did in game two, but they are the better team with Middleton out. And I mean, Middleton, he's not the greatest player in the world, but his absence is so glaring on Milwaukee because they've just got no one else who can run a pick and roll, who can, you know, be trusted to shoot, drive, pass and defend. Like it's just so much is falling to Giannis and Drew Holiday and there's just a lot of Grayson Allen and Wesley Matthews and Javon Carter. There's just too much of those guys happening at the Way moment. Way too much Javon Carter. A lot of Javon Carter. <laughs> uh, so the only thing with Boston is that Jalen Brown doesn't uh, – he played great the other night, but his hamstring is a little bit of a concern. He's reaching for it occasionally. He doesn't seem to have the same burst. Most of game two was on jump shots. And then Marcus Smart as well. We don't know what condition he's going to be in. So that would be the one concern. Otherwise, I think that – you know, Boston will win this series if those guys are healthy, but, you know, they may not be. And, and Giannis is still on the other side and this Milwaukee defense is, mm -hmm. is next level. So, yeah, it, it's a tough series to guys just with all that uncertainty. No, I think that's well said. All right. Final question for you in the NBA. We look at the futures market and we kind of talked about value being gone at this point. We've given out picks and Drew has a ton with the Heat, the Celtics and the Suns from really the Suns from day one. Do you recommend NBA betters now at this point, just betting game by game? Or do you think there's a team out there that offers a little bit of value as we get into the in, deeper into the playoffs here? Yeah, I think, you know, game by game, there's probably more value than in seasons past just because there are a lot of injuries and the lines are harder to price when you're baking in you know, at key absences. And, and these lines are moving a lot from game to game. Uh, you look at, you know, Memphis game one, they were plus two and a half at home. Uh, and now they're plus six and a half, plus seven in Golden State. Like that is a fairly big, you know, adjustment. Uh, and, you know, that's more than just home court flipping. So 
the lines are perhaps a little bit vulnerable. Futures <laughs> are usually more beatable. Uh, and what I would recommend to people, uh, and not just for MBA, but for, for everything futures-wise, is you know when you're placing a bet, if you're deciding to bet on conference or title, you know do the math, do the math of you know what the teams will be round by round in making those decisions. So you look at a team like the Celtics, they're plus one ninety to win the East, and they're plus five hundred to win the title. So you basically your equation there is you know do you think that they will be longer or shorter than what plus one hundred seven in the finals? And I mm-hmm. think that they will probably be longer than that just because. They would definitely go off longer than that against Phoenix and they would as well against Golden State because the Celtics don't have home court. So you're probably better off betting them to win the East. So just it's always just important just to think through the matchups and not necessarily just jump at the bigger number because there might be more value at a smaller number. Yeah, such a yeah. great point, especially in the NBA. And I know we talk about that, you know, a lot on this show that Drew's pointed out throughout as we got closer to the playoffs, specifically in the NBA. Jay, thanks for coming on. Jay is on Twitter at CroucherJD. He gives us a peek behind the counter every single week here on Bet the Edge. Jay, thank you. A pleasure. Thanks, guys. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sports book partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable sports book. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply. Must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, one 888 332-3500 in Virginia, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, www.pointsbet.com slash terms dash and dash conditions.
Weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Chicago White Sox play the Boston Red Sox at Fenway on Sunday, May 8th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. It's live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to PeacockTV.com slash MLB. And if you want a chance to win $25,000 on the game, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em Contest. 25G on the line for that. I look forward to seeing Peacock's coverage. Excellent game. UFC 274, Drew. That's coming up this weekend. We mentioned it was an insane sports and sports betting weekend. So to help us break down the card for this weekend, we have our guy Ike Feldman. Ike, how we doing? Great, guys. Excellent. Happy Kentucky Derby slash UFC slash boxing slash May Friday. We got it yeah. all going on here this May. And like I said, I'm really upset. I don't have a fascinator on. Nonetheless, we move forward. Drew has a hat covered. <laughs> We're wearing pink. Okay, Ike, your job here is to help me understand this UFC 274 card. So let's begin in the lightweight title bout. We have Charles Oliveira, excuse me, Charles Oliveira taking on Justin Gaethje. Uh, Gaethje is the underdog in this one when I looked. He's plus 140. He's won five fights in his last six events. So take me through this line and what you're looking at. I think that's a steal there. I think everybody's underestimating the human highlight reel in Justin Gaethje. Yes, Charles Oliveira has the most submissions in UFC history. Yes, he's on a 10-fight win streak. Yes, he has championship caliber performances under his belt. But we're talking about Justin Gaethje in his home state of Arizona. He has the most devastating leg kicks, beautiful overhand rights, strong lead left hooks, Charles Oliveira has shown to be chinny in his performances uh, with Michael Chandler, who is also on the undercard of this, with, uh, and also Dustin Poirier, who we fought in his last fight. He exposes himself before he gets the, to the submission or the fight where he wants it. He kind of leaves his chin out there. That's going to be a mistake against Justin Gaethje. I believe Gaethje will, again, those calf kicks, they're going to be there all day. Gaethje has the most devastating calf kicks. I, I can't stress it enough. He's kind of engineered this whole generation of calf kick where he just kicks people's calves and he, you just see the, the mannerisms on their face change. Again, he has power in, in both hands. We saw that in the UFC 249 interim title fight against a fellow fighter who was on the undercard of this, Tony Ferguson. Justin Gaethje is a killer in his home state, the human highlight reel. I don't know if he's going to do a backflip off the fence, but... He will be happy because he will be celebrating with his family. So I got Gaethje winning this via TKO or knockout in the first round. Oh, that's juicy. Very juicy. Oh, all right. In the first round. Um, not the only title fight going on this card. Love it when they put a uh, two two titles in one uh, pay-per-view event like this. The other is the Women's Strawweight Championship, uh, a title that – Thug Rose defended very well, I thought, uh, last time out in November. She's riding a three-match win streak, uh, but she's taking on a live challenger here in Carla Espaza. Uh, do you think that the market is giving uh, the champ enough respect here, looking at her minus 210 on the money line, or do you think uh, that there's value to still bet her to uh, come out and perform the way she did last time out? It's a fair line. She's showed tremendous uh, improvement since the last time she mm -hmm. fought uh, Carlos Barza about seven and a half years ago. Uh, Rose Namunas was very green. It's not as juicy, the, the straight up win, uh, the minus 210, as you said, but I like there is a plus 175 line for a decision. I don't think they're appreciating how tough Carlos Sparza is. 
She's going to have that mental edge that she got the win. Rose is undefeated in all of her UFC rematches, 4-0. I, I really like that line. That shows that she is not afraid of the opponent in the rematch. She makes the right improvements. And this is a different beast in Nama Yunus in this rematch. She's learned to fully incorporate her striking and weaving it into her grappling, wrestling, and jujitsu. As you mentioned, the last fight against Wei Li Zhang at UFC 268, which was also the same card that Justin Gaethje put on his fight of the night card. So they're also teammates. So there's a lot of uh, synergy going on there. Their head coach, Trevor Whitman, will try to get uh, another 2-0 and title fight performance. Mm -hmm. But I like Rose to stay at range, use the kickboxing. Carla Sparza will lean on her heavy skill set of wrestling and try to out-muscle Rose. But Rose will use her jujitsu to get back to the feet and create another rangy kickboxing match to win a decision again a plus 175 line on that okay yeah a lot of money coming in on rose 96 percent of the money line bet count on her to get it done this weekend those are the two title fights but we have a lightweight bout i know you have circled on your card and i'm curious to hear where you're going it's michael chandler big favorite minus 375 and then you have tony ferguson at plus 290 any props or anything you're looking at or a money line for this fight the book's I think they're underestimating El Kukui, the boogeyman. Uh, I think they're also putting this fight in a high school gym with no audience on one of the biggest pay-per-view cards of the year. They're forgetting that Michael Chandler placates to the crowd. Tony Ferguson is a fan favorite, very intuitive, very creative in his style on fight night. You never know what he's going to get. It's a huge underdog line, especially for somebody who's Chandler. Strategically speaking, Chandler has the better wrestling pedigree, uh, possibly better in-fight IQ. If he was a robot, if we were playing a video game, he would wrestle Ferguson, take it down, outpoint him, get his hand raised for a decision. But again, these are two gladiators. You're telling me when Chandler gets punched or Chandler lands that first shot, he's not going to hear the roar of the crowd and feed into it. The blood pouring down, as we saw at the UFC 268 fight against Justin Gaethje, he loves it. He lives for this. He's one and two in the UFC in, the, in his short stint already, but it feels like he's undefeated because every time he steps in there, it's, it's just crowd-pleasing. I like Ferguson in a, a straight-up duel. This is old-fashioned Cowboys pointing the gun at each other. Who's going to land first? I think they're both will be standing at the end. It is a plus 650 line for Ferguson to win a decision. I like Ferguson to kind of be tentative to start the fight because he's on his longest layoff in 10 years, and I like the layoff. This is time to reset. He was coming off a 12-fight win streak, loses three in a row, perfect time to take a year away from the cage, come back, reset, refreshed, recalibrated. I sound like Jocko Willick there. But I, I really like uh, Tony Ferguson to get the decision win against Michael Chandler and be back on the winning track. It's hard to argue, plus 650. I mean, the juicy odds itself are totally worth a flyer. And I like your case that maybe the time off helped him become a better fighter. We'll see how that plays out. Thanks so much for the time. You could follow Ike on Twitter, at Ike Feldman. Read all of his uh, handicaps on combat sports from NBCSportsEdge.com. And check out his interviews with current UFC fighters on our YouTube channel. Ike, good luck with all your plays. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. And I'm going to go with the empire maker for the Derby. Empire Maker. How about that? He saw your hat. He's like, I'm getting involved. Empire Maker ran a couple of years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think you know, they, there may be a son of Empire Maker. I'm like, is there? I think there's an empire. Head. Is there not an empire in the race? No, no, not this. Don't year. know the twenty to one. <laughs> After it gets twenty to one, there's like Zozo, and then I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Now, this is an anniversary of our show, Drew. Oh, and it's the one year. 
All right. This week of Bet the Edge, powered by Points Bet. So I think it's fair we look back. By the way, happy Annie. We look back over the last year. We see some of our best plays, things that played out um, that we're happy about. So we have a graphic coming up and some of our favorite memories. Let's take a look for our best bets over the year. Drew, mm. those are some juicy plays on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been a great year. I, I've, uh, you know, I've been running very, very well so far in 2022. Uh, I really hope it stays that way. I hope the Suns can uh, bring home a championship this year. And I hope uh, uh, NFL, uh, you know, is, is at regular season next year, I need to do better. That's the one part of my game that I need to tighten up on. But overall, I thought the first year went really, really well. Doing daily content is hard. <laughs> I, I definitely do. Making think. a pick sometimes, like <sighs> yesterday, for example, making a pick on hockey because nothing really stood out. It's hard. Putting I up thought, yeah. You know, a lot of picks, but you've crushed it in the NBA this season. The NFL season was so much fun. A lot of dubs on there. Medina Spirit, one of your bigger wins last Ooh. year. Now we're looking to run it back for the Oaks and Derby today and tomorrow. But we had some good run streaks. Shohei, thank you for coming up big last year. That was a nice, juicy payday. And uh, those were some of my fun plays, looking at the Super Bowl with over two and a half players to attempt to pass. Did well in college basketball. But those are some of our better plays over the year. It's hard to name some of our... Uh, we can go, yeah. Yeah, we can we, go for, for hours of our fun times. I got a lot of second place finishes as well. I mean, I do have to say the futures market, <laughs> but this year it's a revenge tour starting this NFL season. Yes, absolutely right. And uh, creating daily content is tough. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be easy, but uh, you know, obviously, uh, the job that you do as our host, uh, leading the leading the show and running things so smoothly. Congratulations, well done. Uh, oh, and yeah, I hope I hope we gave people some some betting value, and we'll continue to do that for the uh, for the year to come. So yeah. yeah, this is awesome. Fresh year, we're feeling good, and now I have a huge ego after Drew gave me that compliment. So I'm ready for edge of the day, <laughs> and thank you for the congratulations comment. Okay, edge of the day. You can go anywhere you want. We talked about derby plays. We have the NBA, NHL if you want. It's a year anniversary, so pressure's on. To find pressure's on. Where are you going? <laughs> I'll go back to the well with the over in the uh, Suns game. 219, really? We're not making any adjustment after what we've seen through two games? We're really just going to keep hanging 219 here? Um, it's pretty obvious to me that the, like sort of the DNA of the defense of what the Mavericks want to do does not fit well with the way that the Suns attack. Uh, there's really no clear and obvious way that they all of a sudden are going to be able to stop them from filling it up from the mid-range, just the way that they are schemed and the way that, you know, the personnel that they have on the court. And then on the flip side, Dallas now at home, they shot well in Phoenix. Their threes were falling down. Uh, and now that they're back at home with the friendlier rims, I think uh, you could see Dallas put up some points in this one as well. They're getting good looks from three. Luka Doncic is capable of scoring 50 in this game. Uh, so the fact that the total is hanging at 219 was a head scratcher. Pace has been up. Offensive efficiency has been outstanding in this series so far. And uh, realistically, Dallas wants to get back in this series. They're going to have to do it on offense. I don't think they're going to be able to tighten the screws defensively and, and uh, create any kind of a pressure uh, to stop that uh, the runaway train that is the Suns right now. So um, this is going over 219 as far as I can tell you. The fact that it, uh, you know there was even a little action to the under when it hit 220 is I was surprising. pretty shocked to see that as well. Yeah, there is the uh, – the only other thing I can say about this game is, boy, oh, boy, that 0-2 back at home first half tax, it's getting out of control. It's still probably good. Like, honestly, like I don't think the market really Agreed. knows – 
uh, how but much of an getting, adjustment you need to make. Yeah. yeah. I think Dallas is what, like minus 105 for the game, but minus 150 on the money line for the first <laughs> half? Like that's a disconnect that you don't ever see in any other sport. It's absolutely amazing. Even look but, at the line movement on this total. I mean, this is pretty wild. Looking from an hour of today, starting at 920-ish to 1030, the amount of money and influx coming in from 220 to 219 to 219 yeah. and a half. Yes, you're thinking it's a point, a point and a half. That matters for totals like this sharp market. So I'm with you. I don't understand who's betting the under. Get out of here. I'll take the over with you. 219 and now 219 and a half if you're not involved in this game yet. Yeah. Okay. I have an NBA play for you. And you can be honest with me. I kind of we heard Jay talk about this game, but taking the Miami Heat, laying the three. I know Joel Embiid recently cleared concussion protocols. I understand that. Sure, still not sure if he's going to go. And from reports I read yesterday and throughout even early this morning, he was having some issues looking at his phone. Concussions are nothing to uh, – uh, what's the word I want to use, Drew? Yeah, I don't to know. take lightly. You don't take it lightly. Take lightly. Thank you. Yeah. To take lightly and mess with. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying that. But this is a real issue. This isn't like he has a bruise on his knee. So, nonetheless, money has come in with this news that he has cleared concussion protocols. Um it is minus two. I laid minus three, so I still like it at minus two. Regardless of, of Joel Embiid, I think we've seen the 76ers team with a few issues really looking lost defensively and offensively. I know uh, Doc Rivers has struggled with this lineup without Embiid. We'll see what happens, how many minutes if he does play tonight. That's still up in the air. But my main handicap is on Miami. They're firing on all cylinders right now. Their bench is deep. We saw Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo. They dropped uh, over 40 points in game two, closer to 50, actually. I like Miami on the road. We haven't seen Philly have a huge home court advantage. I don't think it starts today. I'm taking Miami Heat. I like them. I'll lay the three. I laid the three. And quite frankly, I might get back involved now. We're looking at two with the status of Joel Embiid, TBD. That's fair. I mean, realistically, the Heat have been winning and covering, and they haven't even been playing very well. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, been pretty remarkable. Game two, yeah. finally, they started hitting some threes. But... Finally. But, yeah, like, it, they have a higher ceiling than we've seen in this series. And uh, Joel Embiid uh, notably did not play well, did not like playing with the face mask. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if they if they let him go in this game, if they'd let him go without a face Great mask point. in this game. Um, you know, I mean, maybe he contributes, but it, it's tough for me to see that there is a uh, a light at the end of the tunnel here for the uh, for the 76ers. It's a team that looks like they're ready to call it a season. And, and there's just a uh, coach, yeah. coaching mismatch as well on top of our handicap as you get deeper in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, you can ask Doc Rivers about that. He's probably going to tell you what mismatch. I'm the best coach in the NBA. I mean, he's he's on one right now. Some of his quotes and some of his comments are like, what world are you living in, buddy? Um, but uh, realistically, Spolstra is the best coach that is, you know, that, that is left in the Eastern Conference. And Correct. it's not by a trivial amount. So, um, you know, there should be adjustments to be had here. If the 76ers play well, I would expect Miami comes out in that. But maybe Miami might be a really good second half bet if the Sixers take care of business in the first half here. Yeah, even um, live bet the so. Heat as well if you start looking at how this game is being yeah. played out with Joel Embiid on or off the court. But those are our plays. I ride with you on the Suns over. I laid the points with the Miami Heat. And I look forward to getting involved in the Kentucky Oaks in like two seconds when we hop off there and for the Derby tomorrow. Thanks for being with us not only today, but all week long here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. For Drew Dinsick and our, our entire crew with NBC Sports Edge, I'm Sarah Perlman. Thanks again. And most importantly, best of luck with all your bets. Have a good weekend.
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 